Hi, I'm Lee, and this is The Rewinders, rewatching childhood TV shows to see if they still hold up. And this time I watched the real Ghostbusters. As I did before with my previous uh, The Wonder Years uh, episode, I did not watch every single one of these episodes. It ran for quite a long time, and even as a kid, I stopped uh, season three, I guess. I did not get very far into this series because there's something that made me stop watching. There's a little green guy, little spud, who got a little bit too annoying. Yeah, Slimer. And that was one of the things that happened in 80s cartoons. You always had the annoying sidekick, the slapstick character that would always get into trouble or, or do something wrong to move the story. So like in uh, Thundercats, you had uh, Snarf. In He-Man, you had uh, Orko. I'm sure there's many, many, many more examples. But for the real Ghostbusters, it was really Slimer that ruined the show. But not luckily, I found out until later on in later later episodes. So with that, I reviewed, um, yeah, I jumped around, checked a bunch of websites to tell me which ones were the best ones. And luckily, I remember some of those too. So that was kind of good. Say it's memories. Memories when I was a kid. I remember it being... A little bit weird and creepy. The ghosts were really more monsters than they were ghosts. They were more, yeah, gremlins or demonic creatures and skeletons sometimes, zombies. I think they just threw everything at the Ghostbusters here. Ghostbusters were a huge part of childhood. Huge, 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 huge. And this series started right after the the first movie. And I think later on they incorporated... When Ghostbusters 2 came out, um, some other characters from that, like Louis Tully, not until later on. I have no recollection of that because I had stopped watching the real Ghostbusters by then. The biggest thing I remember going into this was I was excited to see this character. Uh, he was like a pumpkin head guy. And I, when I watched the episode with him in it, he was still pretty creepy. Actually, I really like what they did with him. I mean, there was good writing in, in the beginning of these, the first and second seasons. So why were they called the real Ghostbusters? I think at the same time, another show came out called the Ghostbusters, which as a kid confused the hell out of me because I knew who the real Ghostbusters were or just the Ghostbusters. <laughs> there are four awesome guys that uh, defeated the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in New York. Then this other show had two bumbling brothers, I think, and an ape with a beanie hat. And they had this talking old jalopy type of weird car. And they had like a bubble gun that would get the ghosts. I remember watching the cartoon of the Ghostbusters, but it being just really silly and wacky and, and really dumb and not understanding that. Oh, OK. So apparently in 1975, there was a live action show tv show with the same characters that was in this other cartoon with you know bumbling idiots and an ape that could talk i think or i don't know it only ran for one season i guess had no idea that it existed technically they were first so i think when they made the ghostbuster movie the first one they probably gave them money to be able to use the name but when the tv show came out i'm sure they didn't they want to have any money because sometimes in the animation it shows maybe they didn't have much money. So they just added the real Ghostbusters onto the title. So good enough fix. Everybody knows that this is the one to watch. Well, the first episode I'm going to talk about is called Citizen Ghost from Season 1, Episode 11. Now why I'm doing that one is it actually explains kind of what happened immediately after the first movie. So the, the, the guys get home after defeating Gozer and they're all covered in... Um, 
ectoplasm and and marshmallow goop. Uh, Egon says something like, "We have to get our uniforms off because it has negative energy on it, or something like that." And he tells Peter to destroy them. Well, Peter still being Venkman, <laughs> he is a slacker and doesn't do it. And he 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 has he, they all take off their uniforms, jumpsuits, and he put they put them in a box and he just puts it next to the containment unit downstairs. I'll take care of this later, whatever. Uh, we have new uniforms. And that's something kind of cool that, yeah, Janine is there and she says, your new uniforms came, here you go. And now they're all color-coded, so that kind of explains where they got their color-coded uniforms instead of their everyone wearing the same, I think they had beige or gray uniform uh, jumpsuits. But it doesn't explain why Egon has blonde hair in the cartoon and how <laughs> Venkman now has more hair and is a little more skinny Ray has red hair and is a little more pudgy. Winston, Winston stays the same, except for some reason he's voiced by Arsenio Hall. And I guess I'll talk about more about that later in the voice actors later. But this episode, it's okay. So Bankman forgot to, to throw away the jumpsuits. And they also have a feeling that someone is watching them. And this is Slimer. He has decided to... He's lonely, I guess. He, he There's no more ghosts or there, he doesn't know what to do. So he's kind of hanging out with the Ghostbusters and eating their food and doing silly things, I guess. But then the jumpsuits, because it's next to the containment unit, gets en- uh, there's a crack in the containment unit. So it gets energy and creates a doppel- ghost doppelgangers of the Ghostbusters that they have to fight and attack. And uh, Slimer saves the day. He helps them out and stop them and so that's why he's there so there that's the whole reason why slimer's there he saved the day so i guess all right you can be our mascot slash dog companion which is weird because he's supposed to be a ghost right i remember hearing that the idea of slimer was he is john belushi's ghost that was the whole idea but he here in the cartoon he's played off as as a sidekick dog companion type thing but that's also something weird about ghostbusters is Ghosts aren't actually, they're more monstrous and instead of actual just human spirits. That's just some, that's their style, I guess. Uh, it was a pretty good episode. It wasn't bad. Um, then we go into season one, episode six, The Boogeyman Cometh. And I remember just the idea of this one and the voice as a kid. Uh, this creature had just this weird, creepy, creepy voice. Okay, that was my bad attempt at doing it. But the in this episode, two kids are basically come to the Ghostbusters in the middle of the night, which is very strange. They're in their PJs, and they ask, can you look in our closet? The boogeyman is come, trying to get us. All the other Ghostbusters kind of laugh it off, say whatever, but Egon gets really serious, and he says, all right, let's go investigate. Okay, well, we're, we're, we're good guys. We'll go... At least bring bring these kids home because they came to our place in the middle of the night. They go in the kids' bedroom, not waking up the parents, I guess. <laughs> and the PKE meter shows, yeah, there's a dimension here. And then this giant-headed, long-haired, big-nosed, crooked-teethed, uh, I think it has has goat hooves creature comes out of the of the closet. And it is the boogeyman, and he wants the kids, and he recognizes Egon because Egon was was tormented by this thing as a kid. Why Egon got into the paranormal? It was the boogeyman. I mean, they they shoot at it; they're not too, they can't really defeat it. It's because it's not technically a ghost, so they can't put it in the trap. But they figure out, all right, we're going to have to go into 
its dimension and and use this bomb that Egon made to blow it up there and to seal all the all its all its exits or entrances because when they go into it there's doors everywhere leading to many many different closets of kids and now it's they say it's not every single closet it's only just a couple but they go around New York and they find another one and they go in there and it's it's pretty good as you know the kids realize because they actually help the the two kids that earlier were there help the Ghostbusters because they realize if you're not afraid of the boogeyman, he has no power over you. And Egon figures it out and they do explode the bomb. Luckily, they jump out of one of the you know doorways and sealing this thing in there for good until it comes back into a later episode, which I watched and wasn't scary because it was, I think, season three. And I guess, okay, scary isn't necessarily the word I should be using. Creepy and weird. Maybe a... When I was a kid, it was scary. It's definitely not scary anymore. Just more interesting. Uh, next episode was season one again, episode seven. Uh, Mr. Sandman, Dreamy a Dream. While this one was interesting, it just talks about these other entities. And there are, I guess, a bunch of them called Sandman, Sandmen. And they put help people put go to sleep. Except this one Sandman has had enough with humanity, apparently. And is putting everyone to sleep because he doesn't want war and terrible things to happen anymore. And he basically says, isn't it going to be glorious when I'm putting everyone to sleep and they can't wake up? Uh, I'll be able – everything will be at peace and it'll be, it'll be nice. They, they eventually defeat this creature because it's – when it puts people to sleep, then their, their dreams come to life. So if they're dreaming about a space monster in a comic book, that comes to life. It's not – so the, again – the Ghostbusters aren't fighting ghosts. They're just fighting goblins and weird creatures and so on, which is kind of interesting. So the next episode is season one, episode eight, When Halloween Was Forever. Now, this is the one I definitely remember as a kid because this has the pumpkin head man in it. And his name is uh, Sam Heron, I guess. It's supposed to be Gaelic or something like that. But the idea is it's Halloween and now this... Basically, the spirit of Halloween is here. He has control of all other spirits. He's their leader, and he's he calls to them all. And even Slimer can't resist the call and is is pulled to, towards Sam Hare. And even Slimer is pulled to the this this pumpkin head man. I was call him pumpkin head. And he's he's kind of creepily drawn, and he wants basically there to be night forever. And the Ghostbusters start realizing, yeah, how long has it been since? We started this night. It seems like it's been going on forever. And they realize, yeah, because Pumpkinhead has, is controlling all of this. And what's really cool is that they're fighting something really powerful again. And they only managed to pull off getting this thing into a containment unit. And But it's just something that I really remember that this thing was kind of intimidating as a kid. I like the idea of him. I like the idea of him quite a bit. And what's cool is then in... Same season one, episode 13, Christmas marks a spot. Uh, well, okay, this this is a really crazy episode because the guys are traveling somewhere and it's snowing. Whatever, for whatever reason, they go into a time rift and they come out. It is now basically Dickens times. <laughs> they see, they find a small village and then they hear a man scream and they run up into the person's house and it's actually Ebenezer Scrooge and the three ghosts are there and Ghostbusters being Ghostbusters bust them and they capture the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. The old man, Ebenezer, says, thank you so much. That's great. 
the guys go back, put the ghost into the containment unit. When they do that, then I think the next day, they realize that since it's Christmas, everyone is pissed off. So everyone is saying humbug. Janine is acting weird. She, she hates Christmas too. They realize that since they captured the ghosts of Christmas, that Ebenezer, I think he wrote a book or something like that, and it changed the world completely. So everyone hates Christmas now because of that. Well, first off, Ebenezer Scrooge was a fictional character for A Christmas Carol. So they, tr- so I guess in this world, he's real? And whatever, we'll go with it. Because it's it makes for still an interesting story. And I think that's all they really cared about was makes for an interesting story that now Christmas, everyone hates. So the game plan is Egon is going to go inside of the containment unit and say and pull out save the the spirits of Christmas while uh, the rest of the guys go over and they try to convince Ebenezer by pretending that they are the ghosts to that to change his mind that that Christmas is is good being a good person is good all those things so that's kind of wacky and silly where uh, Venkman dresses up and has a wig and is flying around on on a rope that Ray is pulling around. But that part's silly, and Ebenezer doesn't really buy it. But what's awesome is Egon gets his really big like spacesuit, basically, and helmet, and shoots a laser into the containment unit and goes on in. He himself has is like a ghost or something like that, but he goes inside of it, and that's the first time you get to see what what is inside of here. And that was something I really remember as a kid just not thinking about okay you can't capture these ghosts you throw them into this prison the light is green so the trap is clean the ghosts are doing whatever but it's actually an alternate dimension and there's floating rock and it's basically like prison so the tough tougher ghosts are in their own group and they don't necessarily are happy but they just exist in this open floaty space and what's really awesome is egon's floating around and you see Pumpkinhead fly by because he's in there so he's a tough guy in prison, which is really cool that they have, I think, throughout this entire series, they have throwbacks of other characters and, and talk about them again in future episodes. Egon finds the, the ghosts of Christmas past, uh, present, future. Take gets him out just in time, of course. Uh, Ebenezer is is convinced to be a good person, and Christmas has been restored. All right, we're going to go to Season 2, Episode 8. This one episode's called Night Game, and it mostly focuses around Winston. The Forgotten Ghostbuster, who is actually my favorite Ghostbuster. Uh, I don't know if it's because I felt sorry for him or because I thought he was the only smart one because the other ones were just idiots into getting into this crazy, crazy business. Uh, Or actually, it might have been from the cartoon because in the cartoon, he actually showed more heart and courage than the rest of the other guys. They would maybe run away. Winston was my favorite Ghostbuster, is my favorite Ghostbuster. So he got his own episode. Basically, he wanted to be a baseball player. He went to go. He wanted to go play or watch his his favorite team. I think it's minor league, and they were the Panthers, something like that. But the whole idea is that he goes out to this baseball field, and then weird start weird things start happening. So he takes it upon himself to bust the ghost or demons or weird things that are happening in this baseball field, this baseball diamond. Um, then basically, kind of explodes, and this huge energy dome surrounds the entire baseball diamond. Uh, the rest of the Ghostbusters get there. They blast their way in through a tunnel, and then they make their way in. And then there's this uh, Empire Demon thing that bas- that says, "This we return every 500 years in the same spot to have a battle between good and evil. 
And now that there's a baseball diamond here, we're going to play baseball and whoever wins good or evil win a soul uh, winston already agreed and he's on the good guy side and i think he's with like indian spirit things because again it's they're not actually ghosts they're all exaggerations and really cartoony versions of of people or exaggerations of i guess native american and and then the bad guys are just ghouls and weird creature things everyone assumes oh well, they're fighting for Winston's soul. Peter says, asks all this for all this effort for just a soul. And then the umpire says, the human soul is extremely important, of course. And that's something that was pretty interesting. Yeah, even one person is important. If one person's soul is lost, that's, that's kind of the whole uh, baseball game. <laughs> and then they play, of course. Winston wins. They save... Not his soul. They were actually playing for Peter's soul. They just want to tell him to, he would worry. And the last episode I'm going to review is season two, episode 32, The Collect Call of Cthulhu. Yup, the Cthulhu. Although I guess not everyone necessarily knows what Cthulhu is. Cthulhu, the Cthulhu mythos was first written by H.P. Lovecraft, a writer from the 30s, who at the time he was not famous, but in People got his works together, put it into a book, and then he got more and more famous as a horror writer. And his whole idea was there's the old ancient gods that are on a different plane of existence that want to come to Earth and devour our human souls and minds for energy or for whatever reasons. They all have different reasons. And Cthulhu is this giant sea creature with tentacles and bat wings, and it lives in this under the sea and when the stars are aligned right, he's the one who will call to the rest of the elder gods to come and and come to Earth, basically. That's the general idea of Cthulhu. But in the Ghostbusters, I mean, I had no idea they'd done this. So when I was going through, I wow, they actually did this? So this episode, basically the Necronomicon is on public display. It gets stolen. The Ghostbusters go in to investigate. They go into they find uh, actually a librarian who is an expert on it, and she actually is, knows magic spells and stuff. So when they're in, in their investigation leads them to the sewer, they get surrounded by these, I guess, spawn of Cthulhu, tentacle creatures, and their proton packs really don't do anything. They knock them down for a moment, but they regenerate so fast that they really can't do anything but try to run away. They escape. They're pretty sure that the cult has the... The cult of Cthulhu is going to summon Cthulhu out of the ocean floor because the stars are in alignment that night. They find out. They finally get to Coney Island. I guess I think that's where they are. Uh, there's carnival rides and whatever. The cult is there, and they're some. They're a little bit too late because they are. They've already summoned Cthulhu out of the ocean. I think Ray at this point also had a comic book, and in the comic book it talks about Cthulhu being electrocuted or hit by lightning and, and that's how he's defeated because their proton packs can't do anything and again they're not fighting ghosts so they get this idea to energize a roller coaster with electricity and attract a lightning bolt because it's stormy weather so they do that they hit cthulhu they melt his melt him back into the ocean the cult is arrested by the police which is kind of cool uh the librarian who actually i think in the sewers or when they're fighting the cult she used a spell to to make one of the creatures turn to stone, which is pretty cool. But she uh, volunteers to take the Necronomicon back to 
Missitok University. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. And uh, then she's gone. But Peter was trying to have a go on a date with her the entire time, as as Venkman would do. All right. So those were my reviews of the episodes. And I wa- I did watch other ones. I just didn't take notes on them because they were just not really interesting. And there's just so many. Did not get any further into season two or three besides just a couple because I think they even added a bunch of little junior Ghostbusters and that it was just too much. And also the TV series started getting having more and more Slimer episodes, Slimer centric. He was the main focus of the storyline and it just, he's not interesting and it was being more cartoony and kitty. And I think that maybe parents had complained and they wanted the show to be more kid friendly than spooky, actually trying to scare your kid. I think at a point they even changed the entire show to call it Slimer and the Ghostbusters, which is, uh, were the real Ghostbusters good? Kind (laughs) of the beginning, I think, was good because it had good writing. It knew what it wanted to say. And sometimes some of them had a message, actually. Uh, But as a whole, no, not really. Cherry picking the episodes is probably the best thing I did, but it definitely does not hold up, especially the animation. You can tell it was really cheap back then. Really, really cheap. Uh, Some nuggets I really liked were Lorenzo Music. He's a voice actor that voiced Peter Venkman. He only did it for the first two seasons. Did not know that Maurice LaMarche, another extraordinary voice actor who's done tons of voices that you've definitely heard of, like The Brain from Pink in the Brain, Kiff and Calculon from Futurama, Wacko, tons. You've, you've heard of you've heard him throughout your entire lives and still to this day. He's amazing. Arsenio Hall was actually, I think I mentioned this beginning of the podcast, Arsenio Hall was actually the voice of Winston which is bizarre because Ernie Hudson actually auditioned for his role, which made no sense. Why didn't they give it to him? I'm sure it probably had to do with money, whatever. But that's really weird that you wouldn't have the one Ghostbuster there to reprise his role. Like, I'm Winston, man. This is my character. Although then maybe if he was cast, then it would be more of a focus on Winston, and they never really wanted that, probably. It wouldn't have been Winston Zeddemore and the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I guess that's why they didn't have him. Oh, yeah, and then when Lorenzo Music stopped being the voice of Peter Venkman, they got Dave Couillet. Yeah, Joey Gladstone from that show. You know, Step by Step. Wait, no, not Step by Step. Uh, It's on again. What's that dumb show? Full House in the rest of the seasons? Ugh. Listen to a couple of him, a couple episodes of him voicing over Peter. Yikes. There's a reason why that guy's not famous. No thanks. And that was the real Ghostbusters from 1986 to 1992. Woo! That went on for a while. If you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get us, that would be awesome. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at RewindersPod or email us at TheRewindersPodcast at gmail.com. Well, I'll probably keep on doing these every once in a while because what else do I got going on, right? Am I right? All right. Thanks for listening.